how do you take something that is so tested with advertising and then offer a more natural experience on the point of sale? That's a very difficult challenge. And if you can figure all of that out, you've done something that nobody's been able to do in the last eight years. We've all been complaining about it, but you know now this is the time where, okay, somebody's actually doing something that could change things. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gab Helen. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas Gavelin. I'm from whynot.com. I'm not from whynot.com. <laughs> Well, I got news for you, dude. If we ever need to hire you, uh, I would definitely consider you big time. <laughs> awesome. No, I'm not from whynot.com. You are from whynot.com. Yes, my name is Jay, and I am from Plug Rush. Uh, it's going to be one of those episodes, or not. It's going to be one of those. I mean, damn. And okay, but we have somebody on from whynot.com, or earlier founder of whynot.com. We got Rick Moby. He founded Whynot 20 years ago. Yeah, that's right. 20 years ago. And uh, he's definitely someone that you can consider an innovator, a mover and a shaker, and seriously a pioneer of this industry. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to pick this guy's brain, man. He's done so many things, like all the rankings, the analytics thing, news thing. Reviews. Yeah. Yeah. And those going into the tubes. Yeah, but he won't be going down the tubes. But speaking of that, you know, we'll probably find out a few of his successes and a few of his failures along the way. Because obviously someone who's achieved this kind of level in the industry, has had to have a few bumps and bruises. So I'm looking really forward to talk to this guy. And uh, first, we're going to fill our cups up with coffee, and we're going to hear from our sponsors. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, Rev Share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check it out. Okay, we are back. Thank you very much for joining us, everyone. We have the one and only Rick Moby. He is the founder of Amateur Masters, MyPorn, Ranks.com, and the founder of Why Not. Uh, it's really great to have you with us here today, Rick. The heck am I doing on here right now? I know, right? <laughs> it's 10 in the morning. I'm not even supposed to be up yet. See, you strike me as the kind of guy that likes to get a very early start because you know what? I've only known you to be a successful dude and success never sleeps. So I would think you'd be the type that gets up at four or five in the morning, but obviously I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah I like to go to sleep after the crickets are done chirping. Wow. You know, <laughs> get my best work done when it's quiet. 
Are you a night worker or a day worker? Yeah, I'm an in-house night worker. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Let's uh, start with a story about why not. Like, we always have uh, Jay with us on the podcast, of course, from whynot.com. Yeah. And um, now you, the founder. When, uh, when did you decide to create whynot.com and, and what was the reason behind it? Yeah, believe it or not, we're, I think we're in our 20th year, right, Jay? Yeah, we are in our 20th year. I was hired in 2000, and I actually met you in the Why Not offices when they were in San Diego uh, in 2000, shortly yeah, after I was hired. It's, uh, you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't own it very long in, by comparison, so it was like from 96 to 2000. Um, so those four years, and then you guys kind of took it from there. Yeah. So what was the motivation behind uh, you starting it? Because, you know, obviously you had a really good vision that, I mean, is still here 20 years in, in adult Internet years. That's a very long time. I mean, what? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think the general rule is don't give anybody back in 1996 any credit for having like a grand mission. Right. <laughs> you know, we just uh, we just kind of threw shit to the wall and whatever happened, happened after that. Yeah. But, you know, with with why not? It was it was, it started, right? It started just about trying to get um, people together talking, you know, build a small community. Mm -hmm. um, back then, you didn't have any communication. You didn't have message boards, nothing like that. Hmm. All, you, all you did was you had your little part of the web. Um, you had a big counter ranking. So you've had, you know, we had little counters back then, which counted all the hits, but they weren't like mm -hmm. analytics. They were just one, two, three that showed up on your web page. Yeah. But the coolest part is that the stats service would have the rankings of the top pages. And so that was your hub where everybody found the top adult sites. Okay. Um, and back then, all your, your goal was to get as high as possible, outmaneuver your opponent. And eventually you just hit a wall. You're like, hey, what do I do? Where do I go? There's no traffic networks. There's no ways to exchange traffic easily. You know, I, I took the initiative, I guess, to reach out to people and say, hey, let's get together. Let's trade traffic. Let's start talking. Maybe there's ways for us to work together so that we can, you know, make sure that, you know, we're, we're holding um, all of this business together and grow together. So that was the initial point of why not. And and then it kind of just um, spawned into different services, right? And we, you know, I, I created Why Not Masters, and um, we had all of these consumer-type traffic funnels uh, for under Why Not Why Not's umbrella. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of how it started, and, and it just kind of um, evolved from there. Yeah. What's what's the reason behind the hiring Jay? <laughs> <laughs> I never got the pleasure. <laughs> was I can't say I uh, interviewed Jay at all. So yeah, <laughs> by that point, I, actually by that point, you'd already you'd sold the company already to Sex Tracker at that time. Yep, Flying Crocodile Sex Tracker uh, purchased the company and probably held on to it for one year, a year or two. One year. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, mm -hmm. they bought it. I was hired by Sex Tracker a few months after they bought it, uh, and then uh, about six months after that. They split again, and then it was the owners of Why Not. It was Bob, Gary, and uh, Greg, and that was in beginning of 2001, and it stayed that way for several years. I mean, there was legal issues and problems and stuff that we won't get into, but uh, it's undergone a lot of transformations and growth since then. Uh, but that's yeah. not the only thing. It's not the only thing you created. Tell us about uh, tell us about amateur. I mean, you were really big for the amateur community, uh, and you were really big for reviews. Yeah, I I get yeah. pretty bored, right? So when I have a new idea, I, I tend to go after it. Um, 
you know, after Why Not became, was Ranks.com, I was actually developing Ranks.com while I was running Why Not. So that was, a, you know, kind of a good reason to exit yeah. Why Not at the time. That was my attempt to do something big in the non-adult mm. space. And it didn't really go anywhere. We had some funding that uh, didn't, that fell through. Uh, but it was, it was a nice little website that tried to rank categories of sites that made it easy for people mm. to find them, you know, where... Back then, Google and Yahoo just were a clusterfuck. Eventually, they got their act together. But trying to search for websites wasn't easy. You had all of the junk kind of creaming toward the top where, you know, I just said, this is, this is ridiculous. Yahoo had a directory, but it was just massive and bloated back then. So Ranks was kind of like, okay, here are the top travel sites. Here are the top entertainment sites. Here are the top video sites. So that was just the idea, but it never really took off well enough just, you know, we we needed, it, it was just uh, too much manual labor and we just, we figured out that it wasn't worth it. But ranks.com spawned off into amateur ranks, which was the amateur adult mm -hmm. side of the business. And they spawned off to erotic ranks and eventually amateur masters. So within those pools of traffic uh, funnels, we, you know, tried to convert that into advertising dollars or affiliate dollars. And, and frankly, it wasn't making enough money as well. We were just spending too much money. Our overhead was mm. too high. Eventually sold off Amateur Ranks and Amateur Masters mm. for pennies on the dollar. And That's it started right. the best porn eventually. So the best porn was kind of our Hail Mary before we said, okay, wow. this is it for us, you know? Somehow the best porn just was gifted with free traffic from Google. Yeah. Um, they loved the content of, of the reviews and, and then it just kind of uh, snowballed from there. That was a review website, yeah, or yeah. How, how can you describe it? Thebestporn.com, yeah. Oh. It still exists today. Um, purchased by Rabbit not long oh, ago, okay. about a year ago. Right. And yeah, and the best porn, you know, it was probably uh, the, the best, I don't know if it was the highest revenue review site, but we were definitely, you know, either one or two when it comes to okay. success overall, I think. So when you then come to this, with all the success you have had, did you fail in anything? Yeah, yeah quite a few. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> of products that nobody um, heard of. Yeah, you know, are just kind of in the grave, my own little <laughs> grave over here. Uh, I'll, I'll go through a few of them if cool. I can think of them. Uh, there's Master Stats. I don't know if you guys knew. I I used to have a counter stats program, probably right before the best porn. So right around the ranks, erotic ranks era for me. I had a partnership with that. And I really have a fascination with yeah. analytics. So that was that was my little pet project that I really wanted to succeed because I, I couldn't stand how the stats programs, and even today, I can't stand how Google Analytics um, presents mm. all of their numbers. It's just convoluted. But you know, it, it didn't get as far as we needed in order to keep going. And we had a partnership that kind of fell out. Same, we had VIPLounge.com, which was a oh. cam site uh, back in 2002, mm. which never got off the ground because of, a, of the same partnership. Official.com, which was kind of like an, a Rotten Tomatoes for, for oh. all media instead of just okay. movies. Never got funding for that. Trustporn.com, PornBargains.com, PornChoice.com, three adult products which were built into my yeah. porn originally which we actually created content for. Um, ideas like trust porn that doesn't exist, but it's, it, was a, it was a grading site that was grading the overall friendliness of pay yeah. sites, you know, everything from billing to customer service to, you know, the things that yeah. you question, right? So it goes beyond a review site. It's a great idea and I think it could work 
for anybody yeah. looking for an idea. You know, I'm always kind of looking after the consumers a little bit. I've always enjoyed that. And so the products like like Trust Porn, like the best porn, and even my porn, you know, it's 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 all catered toward what I would mm. want as a consumer. Yeah. It's really strange, though, because many of similar products exist in the mainstream industry with great success at the moment. In our world or in our industry, there is still room for a couple of these that actually will work really well. I think so, too. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of products that I, I wish I had the time yeah. to actually build out. You know what? I want to I wanna ask you this. I mean, this obviously is leading up to my porn. Now, my porn has been around since the earliest days. It's probably undergone uh, a few relaunches and iterations or whatever you want to call it. What's coming up next? I mean, you've got some big stuff planned. I'm one of the few, maybe it's more than a few at this point, who've been privy to get a glimpse into what you have going on. What can you tell our listeners uh, about the upcoming my porn launch? Well, as far as what's after my porn, hopefully lots of sleep. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, we've got a long way to go. When it comes to what my porn is and how it's gonna how it could change things, that's probably gonna take most of the rest of the show, um, just because there there is so much to talk about. You know, my porn it started as this umbrella of websites of resources, right? It was a review site, it was a bargain site, yeah. it was a, a trust site. So all of these things wrapped into one, and I. After about six months, we quickly realized that was a huge mistake hmm. and that we needed to just focus on one thing. Movies ended up being, you know, in my opinion, the biggest opportunity for us. I think that, you know, somebody that looks at our business might say, you know, there's all these skys skyscrapers of sites like the Pornhubs, the X videos, hmm. et cetera, that, you know, carry 95% of our traffic, right? Millions of visitors per day. How can you possibly think that you're going to go build from the ground up something that could possibly compete? And I, you know, in the way I look at it is this is probably the biggest opportunity we have seeing that what they've done is, is build consumption up so huge. Yeah. And, you know, every site, every product usually has an expiration date. So, you know, these products are, are nearing that point where, you know, the eight to 10, mar eight, eight to 10 year mark is almost there. Yeah. And you have, you know, building a, a great um, native product is so much easier to do from scratch than you can, say, change a Pornhub to do something completely different. You know, you can't yeah. alienate your current base of users. And technically, with that much traffic, they've already scaled up. Why screw up something that already works, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, giving a, taking a blank slate or blank canvas for me is, is one of the most fun things to do. You know, I compare it and it's maybe an unfair comparison for Tesla, but Tesla Motors, right? I mean, you have Elon that basically revolutionized the car and he did that because he had a blank canvas. This isn't a, this isn't a car guy that was taking a Ford and turning that into an electric car. This was somebody who basically got in deep into figuring out what's the best possible way to bring the best possible car to market. And, you know, that buying experience is so much different, right? You go online instead of walking into a car dealership and you can basically have a car delivered to you within three months hmm. by simply filling out the forms online instead of having to walk into a dealership. Yeah. So the entire experience from beginning to end um, is completely changed. And that's kind of the goal with my porn. We want to start from the very beginning, whether it's watching a movie to actually purchasing a movie, we want that process to be seamless and easy to do. So how it's gonna revolutionize things, I mean, we have to hit everything out of the ballpark, right? Gaining millions of people out of nothing is gonna take a lot of work. 
it's going to take three things, in my opinion. It's going to take gener generating more revenue for the producer. So that's definitely number one. Hmm. Um, we have to offer more value to the consumer. And we also have to do it hazard-free. You know, we have to have a clean website that does all this. And that's not going to be easy because, you know, you have to have a way to make money. Hmm. And so how do you take something that is so tested with advertising and then offer a more natural experience on the point of sale. That's a very difficult challenge. And, and that's why, you know, when somebody says, how is this innovative? Well, you tell me how to answer those questions. If you can figure all of that out, you've done something that nobody's been able to do in the last eight years. We've all been complaining about it, but you know, now this is the time where, okay, somebody's actually doing something that could change things. You know, let's give it a shot. Let's see what this is all about because on the surface, what you see may not be exactly what our grand plan is, hmm. but um, it's definitely a good start for sure. You know, already starting to uh, roll in the, the users. I think I was in group two, actually. I've um, taken a little look in it. And, um, All right, group B, I like it. Yeah, group B, is that what we're calling yep. it? So I was in there and I was seeing it. And it's actually, you, you get to see really high quality content, um, new content, I would say. Uh, compared yeah. with many of the other tube sites at the moment and in the end there i mean you can see pretty much as much as you can to to wank off and and finish but there is always like if you want to see the whole thing i think it's only like three dollars or something to finish it or something at yeah, the moment and yeah. average is about three bucks yeah. we let the producers price it between two dollars and six dollars per yeah. clip so everybody seems to be comfortable right around three bucks. Yeah, but, for a uh, scene. But yeah. Not the whole movie, it's a scene. A scene, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. What is a scene? What is a movie these days, right? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but the point really is just to make it easy. So to be able to just click on the scene where, it's, where you see the thumb and to start it from that point, we've gotten a lot of feedback that that's just like the most simple idea that you can think of that nobody else really does. Hmm. You know, every other site you have to start at the beginning of the movie when most people just want to start where the action is or where yeah. the, what the um, looks like, you know. Right. I just imagine all the work that is done there with like uh, tagging, like this is where this is happening, this is where that is happening. It's like, is there any automation in that thing or is it actually manpower? Yeah, I mean the, the tools, right? We've, we've kind of polished the tools to make it as easy as possible for our people. But you really need an army to to tag everything from the beginning. And then, you know, we take all the thumb markers is what we call them for the smart thumbs that we have. Yeah. So, you know, to have to go through the entire movie and say, okay, there's the blowjob, there's the kissing, there's the orgasm, there's et cetera. You know, you have to have somebody doing that because the technology is not quite there for, for it to be automated. You know, hopefully someday we'll have it more crowdsourced where yeah. all we're doing is kind of approving all of the crowdsourced hmm. information. But for now, it's, you know, we have to do it all ourselves. And, and that's what that's what the attention to detail, that's that's what's going to make the difference in the end is, you know, we have, okay, the movies are going to be all fresh and new, right? Mm. So that's going to be a, a differentiator. And then you have all the movies are going to have the exact same quality. They have to have you know, HD quality, and then we re-encode everything from there. So yeah. that's definitely something that, that tubes don't have. You know, then you have to go beyond that with innovation. So we have our smart thumbs. We have notifications, which is brand new. No, you know, obviously it's not anything new on the Internet, but that's not something that you're going to find on other sites. Hmm. And then the ability to blacklist or basically ignore, you know, series of videos, whether it's by site, by model, yeah. or by genre. 
you know, but you know, so that way you're only left with exactly the content you know you want. Yeah. Right. My personal tube site. It's like a personalized tube site. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it, seriously. I mean, this is definitely going to revolutionize. You know, potentially a whole new generation of people that are getting on the internet for the first time. You know, trying to teach you know new habits to people who are so used to doing things a certain way. You know, I mean, that's kind of tough. But in a way, you are aiming to change habits. Yeah, you know, I definitely want to have a, a basic blueprint of future possibilities for the industry. I, I guess a lot of my products you'll find are always incentivizing, you know, the quality sites, right? Mm -hmm. With the review site, you know, we rewarded all of the highest quality pay sites, right? And so with my porn, we want to do the same thing with studios. And, you know, we don't want to just sell the, the actual content. We want to upsell the actual website and we want to brand the content far better than they do on the tubes. Right. Um, to make this really a, a no brainer for any content producer to get involved, you know, and, and if we can get that done, then we can seriously start building a library, which is accurate. We want users to come onto my porn and say, okay, if I want all of the newest content from, you know, site A, I know I can go on my point and preview that before I go sign up. The transparency on the in the adult business just doesn't exist as well as it does everywhere else. And that to me is is just kind of annoying, right? You want to be able to see what's going on. You know, if it's not transparent, you know, that's that's the big thing. It's then why do why do I even want to step forward? That's always kind of the issue with our industry. It's like, you know, we seem to be hiding from things and there's always something around the corner that, you know, is a little bit fearful for the user. And that's why they're so loyal to the few products that, you know, that they do surf, you yeah. know, and I, I talked to people uh, before, you know, when I was researching this idea and it, it seems like, okay, they're, they're, they're either scared of viruses or they're scared of, of getting card banged or they've had a really horrible experience in the past. So mm. there's so much trauma, <laughs> right, yeah. with consumers that um, it's really hurt us today. And, and obviously everybody has seen that throughout the years. And it's accumulated, and, and now we're kind of suffering through that, that period of, okay, how do we get people to trust to you know, hand over their credit card once again? Yeah, I yeah. think a big problem with that is because of the people that really fucked things over the last you know, several years, and in the earliest days of the Internet as well. I mean, once you lose a lot of these consumers, you know, you're not going to get them back. I, I just think that there's just too many of them that are just like, you know what, uh, after getting triple banged on my credit card or getting circle jerked or, or whatever, you know, uh, a lot of that. But I mean, the beauty is, is that there's still so many people that either are just getting on the internet for the first time, uh, or you haven't lost their trust. So obviously those are going to be the easier people to target. But you know, I do think that we are seeing, I don't know, maybe I'm naive here. Maybe we're seeing a lot less of the bullshit that were problems in the earliest, in the middle days of the industry. Yeah, it depends. I mean, I'm not sure I, I'm an expert in that area these days, just because I've been so uh, neck high when it comes to my porn and emoji one. Right. But yeah, that's the thing. Everybody's trying to squeeze as much as they can out of the user, right? And then pay the affiliates 50% of the sale. How much is really going on? You know, it's one of those things. It's, it's one of the reasons why we built trust porn, um, a few years ago is because we really want to see what was going on. You know, we wanted to see how, how much advertising, how many upsells, how much cross selling, you know, how much value there was, was at the cost of, you know, in an honest audience, right? Tell us uh, really fast about this uh, emoji one thing then. Why why the need to make a good emoji library for the Android platforms? Yeah, this is this is probably where 
you know, I, I wish I could sometimes control myself <laughs> and say, okay, we don't need to pursue this idea. <laughs> we, it's not necessary. Um, Emoji One is, is turned out to be a really cool project, but, uh, you know, it, it started just because when we were building MyPorn and, and our forum systems was such an important part of our platform, we were looking for an actual emoji set that we were, that wasn't going to get us in trouble. Uh, so okay. you know, we searched out, and you know, everybody, every, all the devices had their own emoji set, yeah. and you had a lot of sites that were using Apple. But we realized there wasn't really a legal way we could take emojis and put them on our website. Okay. Um, so we decided to build an open source emoji uh, set, and thought, you know, hey, there's a big problem here. There's got to be a lot of other apps and web apps that are looking for this exact solution so we went ahead and built it and emoji one is is still doing very well you know we're all over android apps we're the number one emoji carrier for verizon messages app for example so okay. um we're, we're starting to make some uh, some some good headway with emoji one and i think that if we continue we have a big partnership coming out earlier or later this year that'll that'll put us on the map so this is now an open source project. So if I have a project tomorrow I need emojis for, it's up for grabs or... Absolutely. You can Google open source emoji. We're number one. You can take any graphic you want and use it for just about anything you want. So commercial projects, we just require a link back and that's it. Okay. So this brings me over to the next question here then. What does a guy like you like to do in the spare time? Is there any uh, spare time? Uh. <laughs> Very little. Um, <laughs> You know, my outlet, if there's any, is walking to the kitchen, eating, and watching a little bit of TV. <laughs> but, uh, you know, television, you know, I try and take take breaks just to watch some TV and, and you know, absorb information, right? And that's, yeah. that's always been probably, you know, I, I probably go out uh, every few weekends um, to to spend time with my friends or family. But, uh, but yeah, at this point. Where can you find, uh, or where do you find inspiration for for what you are doing now, like wake up in the morning and it's like ah oh, the same thing over and over and will it will it go will it not go like where's your inspiration or motivation? You know, for now the fact that you know we're spending so much money and we're yeah. not bringing in any money that's inspiration enough. Yeah, right? I suppose. You know, right? survival is the best inspiration that anybody will ever have. So for now, that's that's exactly the what's fueling me is the willingness and need to survive. So I don't really need too much more. In- inspiration in that but you know i always look at quality products and say hey i want my product to to go along this same path you know yeah and, and that's kind of the idea is i love creating things that people love and enjoy yeah. um so that's that's probably another part of of why i have a site like my point well you know yeah. i gotta say in all the years that i've known you rick you've you know you've always seemed to me to be a you know hardworking, inspirational guy who always has good ideas and you know i mean take us back again to the old days as far as i can see you've always been respected and you've always been spoken of fondly or respectfully but you know obviously things were quite a bit different back in the day a lot of people did business by being you know for lack of a better term being a nasty motherfucker to each other and uh, you know how did how did you manage to handle that and weather it and you know it seems like any detractors that you might have had back then seem to be gone now. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, right? I mean, I, I, I would assume that most people thought, who, who is this guy? What does this kid know? You know, sure. I was simply a college kid who took chances. And I, I was definitely way over my head in, in a lot of areas. Um, dealing with so many personalities in one room and kind of having to moderate that, uh, I had no practice there. So I had no training. 
if there was decisions that were made, it was simply uh, with the best judgment I could come up with at the time. And so a lot of people probably may have disagreed with the way that we ran things at Why Not. But overall, I did the best that I could and, and, you know, took in the best influencers that I could at the time. So I don't blame them at all. You know, it's like I wasn't in the position to to be judge and jury. And I, I don't think anybody could have done a great job either considering the situation at, at uh, managing things. But in the end, I think, uh, you know, obviously there was a lot of success in what Why Not did. But uh, controlling people on a on a message board like that without the tools yeah. to moderate was almost impossible. Sure. Do you have any crazy wild stories from the from the old days? Um, I stayed away from most of it. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm the type of guy. You know, you're not going to see me at the shows very often. Right. You might see me once a year at Phoenix Forum or something like that. But yeah, I mean, as much as I like to party, don't get me wrong. You know, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to really get in trouble. You know, or to to jump into an orgy. That wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Nobody called me for an orgy. <laughs> it's like we should call Rick. Rick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about that Rick guy? Huh? I'm sure he loved get him in. He's got really good uh, this guy for the middle. Once we're all finishing at the same. Time. <laughs> oh man! You know, the, one of the craziest parties that I remember though. Do you ever hear about this cruise ship party, Jay? Oh yeah. Back in probably like '98, '99, I want to say. We're talking Joe E, right? Joey, yeah. yeah. Traffic Cash Gold. I, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, and yeah, you had a, basically a full-size Carnival cruise line, right, that sailed outside of Florida for fun. You know, it was like, okay, let's just grab this cruise ship over here, and we'll just throw the adult industry on it and call it a party. <laughs> um, and, and that's what it was like. It's like, they, you know, you had so much money thrown around oh, yeah. for fun. And, and that was, those days were, you know, so memorable in my mind that, I, you know, that particular party where you just had strippers and gambling and, and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy, but it was definitely, you know, the most, the most high end crazy scene that you'll ever see, you know, for a party in this industry. Oh, yeah. People, yeah. But, people uh, could make it rain hundred dollar bills. It was like no big deal. And, you know, it's funny because back in the earliest days of the industry, you know, I was just an employee and I was actually making more money just as a salaried employee who really wasn't making that much in the grand scheme of things at all. But compared to what I was doing in the mainstream, it was a huge jump. You know, suddenly I was actually <laughs> able to afford more than just rent and car insurance, you know? You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. 
we're gonna run it up in a uh, second now, but I just want to ask you this: Do you see any anything for the future? How do you see the future of this industry? Like when it comes to technology, I'm not sure. You know, I have I have some doubts on VR. No. I do think VR is a fascinating technology, but I do I do think that it's you know kind of similar to um, 3D in a way, or even even a flashlight, right? You know, it's a product that you have to maneuver before you can even get started. Mm. And I think when it comes to porn, it's such an impulsive, you know, start right now or else type moment that technology like that will always have an issue, in my opinion, when you have a product that you have to set up, for example. Mm. But I do think that VR offers a different product altogether when it comes to virtual worlds, for example, mm. um, that, you know, for sure that's going to be very successful in its own market. But as a mainstream product where people put on this set to watch a 10-minute clip, I don't mm. necessarily see that as realistic. And, and obviously, you're, you're, you're not able to see what's going on around you as well, which no. is a, uh, another negative. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I see promise. I like to be, I'm a very big optimist. So I, I like to think that things are going to change for the better. And I like to think that products like, like MyPorn are going to assist in some way on, on doing that. You know, where it goes from here, who knows. But the industry just needs you know, a rejuvenation of, of cash. You know, we need that revenue to be flowing back in the right yeah. pockets. Mm. And advertise, advertising obviously killed this industry, you know, nearly, I guess. Mm. So we're at a, uh, we're on our deathbed, you could say, <laughs> and we need a little bit of oxygen back into the system. And I think the way to do that is to feed the, pro feed the producers, right? Mm. Those are the people that are creating the content. They're the ones that need to be creative and innovative again, you know, without them getting the proper food, we're screwed. You know, from the from the movie side, obviously you're going to have the live cams, the dating; those are thriving very well, and they'll continue to do that. But uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, we need the, the core of our industry, which is the movies. We need that to thrive. Otherwise, you know, the industry kind of dies. We like to ask embarrassing questions from time to time, and I think in this case, Rick, Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I think in this case, what we're going to do is this because it makes more sense. Because well, I mean, you've been around for 20 years. What, uh, do you have a shout out? Is there anybody that you would like to just kind of sh shout some praise to, whether they're still around now or maybe earlier in the day that, uh, you think deserves recognition? Yeah, that's tough. You know, do you, you obviously work with Khan, right? Absolutely. From Why Not? Absolutely. For years. Yeah. He, he'd be somebody I'd like to shout out. Cause I, I don't think a lot of people know Khan, except unless you were active very early mm -hmm. in the, uh, adult industry, but uh, he helped me with, like, let's say, moderate. he was actually my first employee back in 96, I believe, 97 maybe, yeah. and he's still with me today, and so he still works for us doing all of the model bios and the cover photos and, and uh, mod moderating the uh, forums over at MyPorn. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd like to give him a shout. He's, he definitely is somebody that's very close to us. Him and his, his wife, Roseanne, are like family to us sure. now. Um, you know, they worked with, uh, with Why Not for about 10 years. So, okay. you know, we kind of reconnected after a little while and he worked with us on the best porn and porn users. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Khan, who's been with in this industry involved for about 20 years, but I, I don't think he, uh, he gets any recognition at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of people know who he is now. I actually had the pleasure of meeting Khan for the first time at the show in New Orleans in 2000, shortly after getting into the biz. Well, I think I met him twice, but that was one of them. Yeah, he doesn't come out very much, but uh, but yeah, he, he, he definitely lives in a cave. He's proud of it. Well, I think we're going to round this up, man. Thank you, Rick, for uh, being part of this uh, episode of Pouring Coffee.
Hey, I appreciate it, guys. This is a, a cool show. I'm going to definitely be following everything. So awesome. Thank I you wish so you guys much. the best of luck, and thanks yeah. for having me, for yeah. sure. Thanks and for our listeners, we will be back next week with another episode, so don't go anywhere. Oh, you can go somewhere in between, but yeah, <laughs> be back here next Tuesday, okay? Please. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ciao. Later. Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. Plugrush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. Plugrush.com, moving traffic forward.